0: what's up folks welcome to another edition of matt sporehouse i am your host matthew anderson this is the post college football national championship post-college football playoff however you want to say it this is the roundup we're gonna break down what happened in the game so we're gonna go ahead and jump right into it lsu did win with the final score of 42 to 25 they beat the clemson tigers before we get into it let's go ahead and talk about who was at the game the stars odell beckham jr was there you saw him on the sideline. And then also after the game, he was passing out fake money to the LSU football players. Hopefully that doesn't get an NCAA investigation started because I'd hate to see if they actually find anything in the whole program because it's rare that you have this good of a team. So hopefully that doesn't start anything. Probably wasn't the best decision, but it's Odell Beckham Jr. Like, why why wouldn't he do it? It's, it's great to see. He's good for TV. Also, Patrick Peterson was there, who's an all-pro cornerback for the Arizona Cardinals. Nick Saban was there on the talk show on the panel whatever you want to call it he was there kind of acting as if uh acting as an analyst i guess you could say because he is still an active head coach uh marcus spears and booger who both played football lsu they're both on the defensive line as a matter of fact uh we're at the game marcus spears does more of the talk shows like the get up the first takes things of that nature meanwhile booger does monday night football does color does color commentary and i think he is absolutely excellent at it so that's just something notable Alumni, excluding Nick Saban, but I guess Nick Saban was the coach at LSU when they won their, nas- their last national championship. So I guess you could say he's kind of—he's not alumni, but he's you know was there a paid employee, if you will. But we're gonna go ahead and get into the game. Trevor, obviously, one thing I noticed before we even get into talking about Trevor was that both teams did a very good job at downing the other, downing the punts in the other team's field position if that makes sense it's kind of confusing to say but just work with me here so clemson made sure lsu started the their drives from their own five lsu did the same i think clemson had more <clears throat> the clemson punt team yeah the punt team down more of them and so it really made it tough in the first quarter for lsu to get anything going because not only are you trying to figure out this clemson blitz thing that Clemson had that cooked up but you're also trying to do this whenever you're like five yards away from being in a safe, almost being at a safety. So that was extremely tough for LSU. And for the whole first quarter, for the most part, they, they were kind of slow. Clemson got going a little bit quicker. Trevor obviously had to walk in, read option, wherever he read the the, the last guy on the line of scrimmage. the guy, If the guy stays, then you give it. But if he comes up even just a little bit, as he did on that play where Trevor scored a touchdown, you can go run in. And Trevor blew a kiss to the LSU uh, fans, band, whoever was out there, which proved to not be a good decision. But anyway, then later on in the game, still in the first quarter, T. Higgins had the reverse play, which he threw down, well, kind of ran over one of the LSU defensive backs, who was probably going to be picked in either the early first, I mean early second round or late first round. But anyway, with Trevor, with T. Higgins doing that, they went up 17-7. to I don't think that people were worrying, but it definitely was, oh, Clemson's really like this. Like, this is not just another game. Like, Clemson actually has his team up by 10. And a lot of people wonder how LSU was going to respond. T. Higgins, by the way, had three catches for 52 yards. Ross, Justin Ross, led the Clemson receivers with five catches for 76 yards. Both of these guys are extremely naturally talented, but I believe Justin Ross plays a little bit more on talent. Meanwhile, T. Higgins, probably because he's been in the program longer, he's had to work a lot more on his skill. So that's just what I've noticed. I could be 100% wrong, but that's just what I believe. But like I said before, even when Clemson was uh, up, I think most people were comparing the LSU Tigers to the Kansas City Chiefs when they played the Texans. It's just like, okay, where are they going to get going? Cause I know as soon as they get as soon as they get going, that the LSU offense was going to flourish. It was just a matter of what is it? How do they say this? It was just a matter of when and not if. But Travis Etienne was also another player for Clemson that played really well. He had 15 carries for 78 yards and one touchdown, and five catches for 36 yards. But it seems like those numbers didn't really do him justice. It seems like he at least had 120 yards on the ground and at least 50, 60 yards as uh from his catches but I guess if you do the math 15 carries and five catches that's 20 touches but it just seems like he did a lot more he got a lot more yardage than what the stat sheet says and the one thing I noticed about that Clemson team whenever they're getting the ball to him on screens and uh quick passes and even running it and the linemen are making holds for him that offense flourishes like obviously it's a big deal for Trevor to be on it but if whenever Travis is really get going, it's really hard to stop him and start. And it's hard to stop that team. He definitely had a really good homecoming, I guess you could say. Although they lost the game, you definitely knew that Travis Etienne was in the building. Now we're gonna talk about the guy Joe. Joe had himself a day. Joe Burrow, who's the quarterback for LSU. In case you've been under rock the whole season, he had himself a day. Thirty-one for forty-nine, which isn't the best passing. But for when you throw for 463 yards and five touchdowns, it's amazing. It's just the percentages don't look very good. But, you know, what we say about analytics, throw them out in football. So we're going to jump on that bandwagon for today. So now that we done talked about Joe for just a little bit, we'll go back to him a little bit later. Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson quarterback, it confirmed to me after watching the game that he is more so the quarterback you send on the sweep. And it's like, hey, go get it because he's a little bit faster. Joe Burrow is quick. But he's more of a quarterback draw kind of guy. Just go get that first down and get out of bounds. But Trevor might take it 70. Meanwhile, Joe, I think he had 20, 25 might be about his max. But yeah, Trevor went 18 for 37 with a little under 50% passing for 234 yards. Towards the end, whenever they really needed him, at this point, uh, LSU had kind of stolen all the momentum and they were kind of they were kind of running away from it he wasn't on the same page as his receivers and at that point I knew it was a wrap it wasn't gonna be like whenever Clemson lost their first national championship with Deshaun and it was like they fought to the last minute I mean I guess Clemson did fight like that but even at whenever they were with Deshaun in that year it was as if like they kept completing passes like they had been the whole game it just kind of got away from them but not in this case uh now for those LSU receivers Jamar Chase, the Blinton Cough Award winner, had nine receptions for 221 yards. And he dropped a touchdown. And it was gonna be a long one, too. So it would so he probably should have had 10 receptions for 200 about 71 yards. But obviously you get the win. Doesn't matter. Like I said before, he had two touchdowns. One thing that one thing to think about, he was on Clemson's best corner, which is AJ Terrell, who's kind of taken the reins from him. Trayvon Mullen, who plays for the Oakland Raiders. I think it's a second-round pick. But yeah, so. And with Clemson sending so many blitzes, they had to have their safeties kind of up because you're playing defense trying to cover the holes. So with them sending Isaiah Simmons, they had to have a safety kind of replace him. Therefore, it was man-to-man coverage on that outside. And Jamar Chase cut up A.J. Terrell, and he really couldn't do anything about it. It was very important, though, that when Terrell got beat, he was able to still function because a lot of times you're on that big stage, you get beat a couple times, and you've been a good cornerback the whole season. It's like now your confidence gets down, but you got to have a, you have to have a quick memory, and he proved to do so. It was just, that was, that was a lot to do. You you get matched up against the number one receiver by the award, say the number one receiver in the country, and you, you're on the island. So tough day for AJ Terrell, but I'm sure he'll take this and learn from it moving forward. Justin Jefferson, who's had the four touchdowns in the semifinal, had nine catches for 106 yards. And the juke that he put on Tanner Muse, who was this Clemson safety number 19, was atrocious. He had Tanner Muse running back diagonal and never even touching him. So which lets me know Jeffrey, Justin Jefferson probably played a lot of pickup basketball growing up because those moves. Obviously, he's probably naturally talented with a lot of natural instincts. But that juke he put on Tanner Muse was amazing. And I bet Tanner like gets up after the play and he's like, and I didn't even touch him. So that sucks to suck, but not saying he sucks, but you know what I'm saying. That sucks that he didn't get a hand on him, and obviously lost it. You lose the game. Excuse my English, but we'll keep moving forward. Thaddeus Moss, who is Randy Moss. Oh, that's another guy, uh, star that was there. Randy Moss is at the game, obviously, because his son Thaddeus Moss plays. Anyway, Thaddeus Moss had two touchdown catches. They weren't like long bombs, but regardless, that's 14 points on the board. If you include the extra point. Delpit had uh, Delpit played pretty well. I'm excited to see what he's going to do in the NFL. Uh, he had the forced fumble on Trevor on Trevor Lawrence. Clyde Edwards Hilaire Hilaire, however yelled, they said the LSU running back, he had 16 carries for 110 yards. His most of his yards kind of came towards the end, but even at the end, you can see that's a hard guy to tackle. And he's got that low center gravity. So it is you have to it's really hard to bring him down. Now he did touch out of bounds one of those later runs. I think that was in the third quarter. I don't think it mattered too much because they would have scored anyway. By that point, LSU was scoring on every drive. They touched the ball, but yeah, great player. I don't I'm not sure about what year he is. I'm not sure. I'm not gonna have to check that out. But I think he's going to be a great back for the NFL. It seems like his game is really built around that. And like I said, it's really hard to, uh, it's really hard him being so small to get him to the ground. You would think that'd be easy, but he's really shifty. As they say, he can make you miss in a phone booth. Uh, One thing to think about Cumston was the leading, was leading the nation in scoring defense, averaging 151 passing yards per game, giving that up, I guess you could say. And in 14 games, they had given up nine passing touchdowns, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Joe Burrow had five touchdown passes, and they dropped one. So it should have been six. And they took a knee on the the five-yard line, so really could have been seven. So Clemson just kind of cut up that. Uh, After they figured out what LSU was doing in the first quarter, they just cut them up from there. Clemson, as I said before, Clemson was blitzing a lot throughout this game. And that Brent Venables is proven to be probably the best defensive coordinator in football, and that's been confirmed by a lot of other, uh, a lot of people who study the game. It's just like how he does. Think about it. That team was full of a whole bunch of defensive linemen who went in the first round of the draft, and then now, so he had to completely re- rejuvenate, I guess you could say, his scheme, and it still worked out for the majority of this season until they ran into the big bully of LSU. So a lot of credit goes out to him, but he just he can't do this now. That insminger, I'm pretty sure the other offensive coordinator's name is Brady. And Burrow were just too much for Venables. Isaiah, it's going to be interesting to see also what he ends up doing for next season. Obviously, he'll be able to develop his defensive alignment a little bit more if he chooses to stay. I think all the teams that we're going to probably would have went out. And tried to pick him up as their head coach. i have already hired their guy now, so maybe next season he'll leave. Who knows? He, probably, I think he likes his house in Clemson. He liked the place that he lives at at Clemson. He has another son who's a safety that will be coming to Clemson. I'm pretty sure this year and so i think he likes it out there at clemson right now but i'm sure a lot of schools are itching to get him to become their next head coach and this was jeff scott's last game as the offensive coordinator at clemson he has the tampa to go take on the journey of trying to turn usf into a great program so that he could probably get you know a better job uh jeff watch out for south florida jeff scott is great in recruiting the state of florida specifically that tampa area that's where Reverend mcleod Deion McCain and Artavis Scott all came from that area. So I'm sure he'll go dominate the state of Florida. And uh, we're just going to see what happens with that one. So, yeah, so this is the final episode of this season. Thank you all for listening to another season of Matt's House. I'll shut it down for a little bit and I'll, come, I'll be back in February with the rejuvenated, a whole new scheme of way of doing things gotta get better as you go along in times so that's what we're uh hoping to do so so thanks for listening to another season of matt's, matt's Sporehouse. no matt's Sporehouse, excuse me uh and i'll drop something on the twitter and other social media platforms let you know whenever the next season is coming to, with whatever new look that comes with it but like i said before thanks for listening and i'll catch you next time